You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Garage fam, it me, Garage Guy Chase, Chase Holden, a.k.a. Garage Guy. Already said it. Doesn't matter. It's been a glorious day. It's Monday morning now, or whatever morning it is that you're listening to this. This is a glorious episode. I'm by myself. Um, I remember a time when it was, it was a lot of solo pods. But uh, the solo pods are, are becoming, um, they're becoming normal, I guess you would say. Football season's here, a uh, lot, lot of things happening in the world. I'm here watching NASCAR, uh, and that's it. No football. I was talking to somebody earlier today about that. I, I have literally watched one football game, I think, this season. I have not placed any bets on football. I've been saving all the energy for NASCAR. Hey, guys, I don't know if you can hear that or not, and a lot of you listening to this probably don't even know. Just take a moment. Shout out to the clock. Shout out to Chef Boy, wherever he is right now. Shout out to Dale wherever he is right now, whatever they're doing. The clock is one of the oldest things, uh, the, the, the oldest uh, sound bites on Garage Guys. And for those of you that have been around for years, when, uh, when, when Chef Boy and I were exclusively doing the pod together, um, the, the clock was everything. You heard the clock pretty much regularly all week. So that means that I am sitting in my mother's house when you hear the clock, okay? Uh, have my own place now. Don't come over here regularly. Doing a little bit of cleaning tonight, so everything is scattered and internet is non-functional. So we're here. Um, a lot to talk about, though. We, we've pretty much already wasted a solid uh, minute. That's okay. You guys love it. Uh, it was the Charlotte Roval. And uh, it was a successful Roval weekend. We uh, we 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 did really well. Um, looking at my card, my betting card, um, I probably only made about a unit and a half. Don't care. Five and one, five and fucking one, in the NASCAR playoffs. I'm extremely proud of myself for that, and I don't care if you care or not, um, because that is fucking cool to me. And to be able to say that, that I've been able to predict five out of six uh, winners in, out of six playoff races, um, that, that's a personal accomplishment, I guess you would say. But it's also fucking great because if you tail my picks, uh, and, and Dale's as well, I think Dale is only one off from me. So if you're tailing what we're doing – uh, week in and week out on the betting cards, you're you're probably can say the same shit, you know, like hey, I'm 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 
four and two or I'm I'm five and one. Like it, whatever you're telling, you can say it. Hell, you might be six and zero, oh, and if you are six and zero, oh, I want you to tweet at me at Garage Guy Chase and let me know. Uh, the playoffs, the 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 round of twelve ended today. We're moving into the round of eight. NASCAR picks back up next week in Tejas, um, place that I was in earlier in the year uh, for the All Star race. So not going to be back in old Tejas this time. Taking a little, uh, little, little vacation away from the track uh, before Martinsville as of right now. So Martinsville is the last race we're planning on attending. For those of you that didn't know that, we're, uh, we're, we're in the planning stages of what's really going to be happening and going down while we're there. So that's a little update for you guys. But uh, in this show, we, we got to talk about the uh, – we're talking about my betting card. We're going to talk about your bets. We're going to talk about how shitty of a day in DFS it was, and it's my fault. Um, I had some really shitty DFS picks. Had a few, maybe literally a couple good ones. Other than that – absolute dog shit um somehow still broke even on my account um that's usually because i'm playing uh lines 20 lines or or more but uh if you're not playing 20 lines or more don't really know how your day was if it was bad i'm sorry um please don't send me death threats or try to kill me you know I, i try my best which is why i provide a betting card as well and we have a discord that is free, um, but premium is not. So we're going to talk about that. Um, so let, and then uh, got a little quick note that that I'm going to run by that uh, some 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 stuff that went down in the Discord, a little drama in the Discord. Uh, first time that I really interacted with drama in the Discord, and then of course we're going to go into the race and talk a little bit about the playoff picture. But uh, let's kick it off with uh, with the betting card. So obviously. Uh, I dropped my betting card super early Sunday morning, like 6 a.m., literally set my alarm, had been to sleep for maybe two and a half hours uh, after writing articles, writing premium, constructing the betting card, and trying to Photoshop Adam Sandler's glasses from uh, Uncut Gems onto my face. Uh, it turned out really well. I, and what's funny is, is when I was building my card, all week long, I had talked about Christopher Bell. For some reason, I was like, I'm going to bet Christopher Bell this week. Uh, I feel like, you know, he he might be like that dark horse guy that could sneak up and do something to, to, to move his way into the playoffs. And I'm quickly starting to understand, and I hope I'm not alone in this either, because, you know, I, we, we have our, our site. We do Garage Guys. We are quote-unquote NASCAR betting experts. I'm still a human being, and I still make mistakes at times. But you guys know that when I have a gut feeling, I'm going to ride that gut feeling to the end because I have, I've been more, more times I've been right than wrong with the gut. Like uh, one of the gut feelings that I had was Harvick at Bristol, and we all saw how close that was. And, and I would have been really upset if I wouldn't have bet that. Um, my, my cut bets have been incredible, and – I attribute that to the gut. So if you have a gut, which most of you should, and it tells you to do something, fuck what I say. Listen to that. Because intuition is about 
80 to 90% of me as a person and what I do. So if you don't trust your gut, you can trust my gut. And my gut's here for the world, okay? Um, that probably sounds kind of weird, but fuck it. Um, going into the car, though, I, I was all week long, I was like so heavy on Chris Bell. And then Sunday, I think it was Saturday night, I'm sitting and I'm doing my card. And I literally only put Kyle Larson and Ryan Blaney on it. And I was like, I'm going to do another two-header. And uh, I'm not really one to try to, like, dive into what I was going to do or what I wasn't going to do. But, like, I feel like this was appropriate. I was going to do a two-header again like I did for Darlington. I was going to do Larson and Blaney. And I still had both of those guys on my card. I just ended up adding Chris Bell in, uh, like, right before I went to bed for a couple hours, right before I took a nap uh, early Sunday morning uh, in the wee hours of the morning. And – um. I was I was satisfied with it at first, and then I literally sat for like an hour and debated, like, you were going to be so pissed at yourself if Chris Bell wins this race. And you had this just weird intuition, gut feeling that he was going to do something, uh, and then you fucked that up. So I had that, and then I did something I rarely do. I put top fives on my card. Don't really know why I did it. I was just feeling it in the moment. And I was like, this this seems right. You know, I, I liked Alex Bowman. I felt like I all week long, I felt like Bowman was going to end up doing better than Byron, which, in all honesty, he ended up finishing better than Byron. So, actually, no, I take that back. He was one spot behind Byron. So, literally right there neck and neck. You know what I mean? So, we all try. Actually, I take that back again. I'm looking at the lineup like an idiot, and I didn't click on the right thing. So, yeah, Bowman did finish right ahead of Byron. I knew I was, I knew I was right on that. Had to be. So uh, I, it was one of the pivotal moments of the day. Um, and, and not to hurt Dale's feelings, Dale has just been really gung-ho for Willie B. I just cannot touch it. I can't touch William Byron. Uh, and, and I don't want anything to do with William Byron uh, on my betting card in my DFS lineups. It's just the guy has some kind of weird funk over him, and I don't think it's necessarily him. I think it has more to do with the guy eating a greasy taco in the pit box. Uh, I don't even know Rudy Fugel, but I feel like he is a guy that would definitely eat greasy tacos um, and like literally jam up the, uh, the radio with grease fingers. Um, that may not be the case at all. He may hear this and try to come after me. Uh, maybe want to get a little, a little, uh, rowdy, um, you know, with me. I I don't know him, so maybe I shouldn't say that, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, so we'll, we'll figure that out as it comes, but I ended up putting Bowman as a top five. I had Kurt Busch as a top five, and I had Blaney as a top five. And I kind of doubled down with Blaney because I really felt, after looking at Blaney's odds at plus 2,200, I was like, man, like this is just a slap in the face to Ryan Blaney. And, you know, he ended up getting shuffled towards the back. I think he, he finished P9 after starting six. So definitely had some uh, some reverse place differential Um so it was not not the best of, of, of things and definitely not a, a great premium DFS play. I'll break a little bit more of that down here shortly. But at plus 2,200, I just felt like it's like if you pass this up, you are the biggest idiot of all time. 
And so I couldn't pass it up. So I was literally just going to do Larson, Blaney, and then have my top fives, Bowman, Kurt, and Blaney. And then I also chose two matchups, which ended up both hitting, which was fucking incredible. Larson over Elliott at plus 115. And then I had Blaney over Byron at plus 115. So I put both of those on the card. That was my premium betting card. If you want to see what a premium betting card looks like, the Discord is free. Literally, go in the comments uh, or, or leave a review on this podcast, actually. Go down. If you're on Apple Podcast, just go and give it five stars um, or give it two stars or one star. Don't care. Give it stars and then just comment and say, hey, I want to I come to the Discord. And just like literally just include your Twitter uh, hashtag or your Instagram tag or however the hell I can get a hold of you. And I'll send you a link. It's that simple. And then you can see what a premium betting card looks like. And then if you want to go premium, you can. Um, and by the way, uh, do not purchase the annual premium. Uh, I have been a lazy shit. And I have not been on that website because of how busy we have been. And I can sit here and make up a million excuses that website is overwhelming as fuck, and I'm just being real with you guys. Uh, if you've ever ran a website, you may understand that. I am not a website WordPress guy. I've, I've quickly realized that in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm definitely more of a let me edit video and tweet shit guy. So um, we will definitely be having some changes going into 2022 with our site, but if you do want to ride out the rest of the season with us, I would highly advise just picking up the monthly. Uh, it's $39.99. Um, it helps us buy, like, Subway sandwiches when we're hungry and shit and um, potentially pay, like, parking tickets or uh, whatever the fuck else we'll spend money on. Usually for me, it's, like, Red Bull and chicken strips from a gas station. So, and, uh, and that's that. And then... Uh, buying like really good gourmet meals for my wife and my child while I eat gas station chicken and, and drink Rebels because that's just the kind of man that I am. So appreciate everybody that does, uh, you know, hold a premium subscription and that has just supported us this year. It's been incredible and couldn't have done it without you guys because literally uh, did not go back to worky job land. Um, this is full time. and I feel like a lot of people don't know that about me. So I just want to be transparent with you guys. Like this is literally what I do every day of my life. I wake up, I think about NASCAR and content and garage guys and how to strengthen the bond of the garage fam. And just to make us the most badass, kick-ass NASCAR community on the planet, which we pretty much already are. But we have to be a little bit humble, so we can't really say that in public. But here on this podcast, we can say that, and that's okay. Um, but kicking back to the card, so that those were all my bets. I think Dale was Dale was hot on Larson as well. So shout out to us for being fucking right again. Shout out to you if you tailed because you won money. And uh, he also had Logano and Byron. And those were like his three guys he was really, you know, heavy on. Larson paid off well. Logano and Larson, not, I mean, Logano and Byron, not so much. Uh, but uh, yeah, overall, just a, a good betting day. DFS sucked. And I think it was just mainly because we, lately, when it comes to DFS, I, I've just, I've had such 
back and forth, guys. And I don't know why I'm just, like, feeling very just, like, open. and I, I feel so connected. I feel more connected to the Garage fam than I have ever felt since we started Garage Guys for some reason. And I think it was just uh, maybe a, a moment that happened today. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about the Discord trauma. And honestly, it was just such a small moment. It should have not really done anything, but it kind of did in this weird way. And I, uh, I just, I don't know. Like I just took a moment and I was just so grateful. And I just want to thank you guys. You guys are just the best. And like all I try to do every day is just spread positive energy and love and, and, and I do it in my own weird, goofy way and you guys accept it. And I appreciate the shit out of that. Um, but the DFS picks sucked and I'm sorry, uh, if you literally just found our content and decided to build a lineup with just my free picks, which honestly weren't the worst, I would say like it, it wasn't the worst like lines of all time, but they definitely could have been better. Um, the, the four free picks I gave out on tobychristie.com, shout out to Toby Christie, go to tobychristie.com, best NASCAR news, inside news in the game, um, hands down, don't forget it. Um, I, I put on there, Chase Elliott obviously was the first one just because, you know, he started P8, I, I figured that there's no way in hell this guy is not going to at least win a stage and lead laps, and, and he did that, um, and then I had Larson as well in P10 because it's Kyle Larson. Larson and Elliott have been just the dogs. You know what I mean? Like just the, the them boys, all right, uh, of NASCAR. Had to have them. And, uh, and then I had Chase Briscoe, which was more of just the hope of the road course prowess coming out. I, I definitely think he's way more of a – a big road course guy, not necessarily a uh, track with road guy, not that kind of guy. Um, so he's more of a big, big actual road course guy. Like this guy may literally finish P0 at Coda because he just loves that. Like we saw what he did at Indy. You know, I don't even know if P0 is possible. Maybe he would travel at the speed of light. Who knows? I, I, I would hope so. If, he, if he's driving the Mobile One car, the Pegasus, like the Jeremy Mayfield uh, style 12, I'm, I'm all in. I want every bit of that right there. Um, but And then I had Ryan Priest, and Dale and I both were, like, really kind of pumped about him. And, like, we, we felt really confident and really good about these because, like, they were backed by statistics. Um, and – not necessarily cup statistics, but like with Briscoe being an Xfinity. So there, there was definitely some gut involved. And then my premium picks, guys, like I felt, I feel so bad. But like it's okay. It's just one week, and, and I know that we're going to get over it. And we're going to move forward. Um, I, I didn't see a whole lot of people like sharing their DFS lineups, and I'm guessing that's probably because they weren't that great. I know that uh, Drew put out his rankings. I don't think he really hit a lick either today. And so it was just not the greatest DFS day. And usually these road courses have been really good to us. So it was kind of a shocker. But, you know, when, when you have in your premium picks article, Ross Chastain and P27, that just seems logical as hell. Should have went Redick there. Um, 
and, and and I did play some Reddick too because of the place differential and and I'm glad I did play some Reddick and I hope that you guys played some Reddick as well because Red Dog did the damn thing time traveling um, and then I had who was it aside from that uh, Kurt Bush which honestly was doing really well up until the end and then he ended up having to do a, a stop after ro- driving through a chicane I think. He had to stop, and, and it pushed him back, shoveled him in traffic. So I'm not so mad about that that one in particular with Kurt because Kurt has definitely shown that he is decent at these uh, these road courses and these modified road courses. But the, uh, the, the one that I think really just kind of, like, got me was, you know, Blaney was pretty mediocre for DFS, starting in six, finished P9. Like, who wants that? And then I did have, you know, a good one that I felt like was pretty obvious. But honestly, in the back of my head, I'm like, if there's anybody that's going to wreck out, it's going to be this guy. And it was Matt DiBenedetto. He started 30th and finished sixth. So the big boy movers of this race were obviously Reddick and DiBenedetto, both finishing inside of the top 10, starting P30 and P29. So what I'm finding is there's this weird trend that, that, and and maybe it's not week to week, but usually when I do pay attention to it, it's like the guys that are in the back, there'll be like one guy starting in like 27th and then one in 28th. And if they're right there with each other, it's like they just like grip together and float and they just, they end up there. Chris Buescher being the exception, starting in P16, finishing third. Who in the hell would have had Chris Buescher for a top three bet. I want to know what those odds are. I want to know who did that, if anybody. Because I can't I can't fathom someone other than his family or the biggest Chris Busher fan of all. Eyes wide open. I feel like that should be Chris Busher's um, slogan. Very wide-eyed guy. Uh, took a picture of, of him and Dale in Bristol. Big eyes. He, he could see everything. He didn't need glass. He'll never need glasses a day in his life. Um, so it, it, it did suck a little bit there because the guys that did have those, and, I mean, you could have built this lineup really reasonably priced. I mean, I'm looking at just – literally just looking at, like, the top six right now. You could have made that lineup. Like, somebody should have had that lineup. What we got? Benedetto, Hamlin, Bush – Kyle Bush, Chris Busher, Tyler Reddick, and Kyle Larson. And actually, I never refreshed DraftKings. So we're going to see if we can build that. So Kyle Larson was 10 3 on DraftKings. And then Denny Hamlin was 9 5. He did start in first. So obviously, that wouldn't be worth it for anything. I'm, I'm building more of a FanDuel lineup here. But just, just for shits and giggles, let's see if we could fit the top six in. I feel like that would at least it, it would definitely be pretty cool to see if we could do it. Kyle Bush was nine nine. Um and then we had Tyler Reddick was seven eight. And we had De Benedetto seven nine. So that would leave us with forty six hundred. Yep, nope, it wouldn't have happened. So Hamlin has to come out of there and then let's go find Busher. Busher, and they, like I said, this has no impact. This is just strictly for fun, guys. So I'm just fortunate enough where I didn't close out my uh, my my browser. Okay, so that's all this is. 
So going to look for Busher here, he was 6,900 starting in P16. Leaves us with 7,200. So like somebody like McDowell in 19th. Let's go look at the lineup. Where did McDowell finish? McDowell was in 16th. So, yeah. If you literally had this lineup, you would have left $100 on the table. Larson Busher, Kyle Bush, Tyler Reddick, Matt DiBenedetto, and Michael McDowell. You hit the biggest lick of all today. Like that, that had to be the jackpot lineup. There's no debate. And if it's not, let me know ASAP. But I thought that, that that's just crazy. That's how DFS is, guys. It's a wild ride. So forgive me for not being able to to come through. I've been coming through pretty well weekly. So there, there's always going to be like those those weeks where like I just I miss. And uh, DFS is just a whole other animal. So appreciate your patience. <clears throat> but I feel like a lot of us are getting really heavier into the betting anyway. So it's a good thing. Now let me go ahead and get into what you guys may have been waiting for. Not the race. But I'm going to briefly go over this. Had a little bit of drama in the Discord today. You know, we had i I'm not going to name names, but there was a guy in our Discord. And it just felt like every week, you know, the guy always had something negative to say. And, and I don't, I'm not the kind of person that, like, is going to just, you know, have to chime into that because like I firmly believe if you're constantly like just talking about things like they are just shit and they're rigged against you and it's and it's fucked up your whole outlook on life is probably that way as well and I'm not sitting here telling you that like you individually if you are listening to this and you know who you are if you are I'm not personally telling you that like you are that guy because I really don't know you. But what I will say is that I know a piece of you by the way you speak in the Discord every week when something doesn't go your way. We're all adults. Gambling can be addictive. you know. And if you have a gambling problem, I urge you to go get help. Like, if I find out anybody has, like, a serious, like, gambling problem, because this is coming from a guy that has been to AA, you know, for alcohol. So I get that. But if I ever find out that somebody's got, like, like somebody is like, taking their, like, mortgage payment and, like, has, like, kids and, and a family, like, it's not my place. But I'm probably going to be a lot more, like, get out. And I'm not saying this guy has that at all. But what, what I'm getting at is that, we are responsible for the bets we make. I could literally sit here and tell you all these picks I have. And there's a million people out there that will not listen to it. There's people in our Discord that won't listen to it. And I'll still celebrate with those people afterwards because they might have had the same picks as I did. And they're celebrating and I'm celebrating right there with them because I'm just hyped because we knew who our people were and we're, we're, we're hype. And that's what this whole thing was started for was to uplift each other, to encourage one another, to just have a kick-ass community, to just, to, to bro out, sis out, whatever you want to call it. You know, we got boys and girls, guys, we're all guys. It's 2021, you know, and we, we, we have really just like, I, I've, I've met 
some of you guys in the discord in person i'm i've had phone conversations with you guys and and, and I, I love you guys man and so it's like when we have like this one person and like for for weeks nobody was saying anything and, and i've noticed it and and i mean i've had conversations i've heard people bring it up in conversation about there's this one guy and like i never really like looked into it deep but then i started noticing it you know and when you start noticing it, you're just kind of like, okay, whatever. You know, maybe this will pass. Get get on a good streak. He'll get on a hot streak. You know, win some bets. Be happy. And it just kind of never happened. It was just always something was wrong. Well, today, I I don't know what it was, but just I was just super excited and happy. And I got to watch the race with my son. So I was already on top of the world. And my son, like I literally have a video out celebrating the, the you know, going 5-1, and one, hitting Larson. And my son's just celebrating with me. I don't even tell him to say premium is not when I said the Discord is free. He just has listened to me and and heard me say it. And I guess he just says it too. And it it tickled me. tickled me to death. I was just like, this is incredible. Like, I was just really happy after this race. And I got in the Discord. I want to share that with everybody. And I want to see all the bets everyone's hit. And I want to see all the green and the lineups. And then there's just that. And somebody one of our one of our long-term long-time guys somebody that I have a lot of respect for and admire because of they've been with us even before garage guys discord existed for one which is OG garage fam you know they 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 made a comment and and I think that's all it really took for me to like stop ignoring it and I just I said what I had to say and uh, there wasn't really much else said about it, but some people started kind of like, you know, piling in on the guy. I don't we don't need to do that. You know, we don't need to do that. That I made it, I made the message clear. The guy that said it before me made a, a pretty clear message, and you, know, you let it be because, like, if 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 homeboy, you know, decides that you know, hey, you know, maybe maybe I need to think about this. You know, if, if he's gonna like use that to better himself, then I'm all for that shit. And I'm like, hell yeah, like, you're, you're welcome here. Like, I'm never going to, like, kick somebody out over some shit like that because we're human. And it's like, if you want to walk out of the Discord, walk out of the Discord. That's fine. You know, I, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. But I'm not going to kick you out just because you have an opposing view or whatever because I definitely believe people have the power to change and that people have the power to change their perception on things. So... And I think that that's all that most of people, most of the people in the world, like that's all it is, is people just need a perception flip on a lot of things. And I know I'm getting all philosophical and off topic, but I wanted to bring it up and just say it was good to see camaraderie and everybody just kind of like gathering around to just support what I was saying, you know, because it lets me know that, that I'm in a group of people, even though it's a group that, that, you know, we started I'm a part of that group too. And it's like, so I'm a part of you guys. I'm friends with you guys and it's our community and it's our place. You know, it's not my place. It's our place. And so it's like, it just felt really good, man. It felt really good. So, you know, wish, wish the guy, you know, the best. And and I hope that, that maybe things change and, and he can be happier and he sticks around and we just have badass just, conversations because there's just so many channels in that thing like I don't even get to go through all the channels in the discord 
I, I literally just stay in NASCAR because I know if I start venturing out to other sports, like I'm just going to get lost. So I try to focus on one sport and, and content at a time. So, but yeah, it was just awesome to see the camaraderie. Love you guys. Y'all are great. No more drama. And, and we've implemented a rule. No whining in the discord. If you lose a bet, that's on you. Go in there and do what I do and say, I'm fucking mad. I need to see some green. I need to see some dollar signs. That's what I do when I'm upset. Because when I see you guys winning, if I've just lost my ass, I'm immediately happier. Because I'm like, fuck yeah, somebody got the damn bag. And that's what it's about. And that's what that discord is. And that's all I have to say about that. So moving on from the Discord drama, from the betting cards and the shitty DFS picks this week, which won't be shitty again because we're coming back hot, okay? Coming back hot. And I'm sorry if I fucked you guys up with some deep philosophical shit uh, on your ride to work or at the office or whatever. Maybe you enjoyed it. Maybe you turned me off by now. In that case, I can just keep saying whatever the hell I want because you're not even listening. But you're probably still listening, and that's why I love you. So let's talk about this race because there's a lot to break down. This was hands down the best race of 2021. If you don't agree, hit me up and tell me what the best race was, and let's talk about it. Because there was literally everything a race needed or anything a NASCAR fan could have asked for. There was strategy, there was drama, there was tension, there was passing, and they were on road, okay? Some of those things were very basic things that you get in every race, but it's just the Roval. It's the fact that I wake up on Roval Sunday and just listen to Gucci Mane and Drake's back on road from 2016, like eight times in a row. It's like waking up on fantasy football draft day for me. I love the Roval that much. This race is really just one of my favorites, and, and I enjoy it. So this is just kind of like one of those days for me. And this race in particular, like last year's race was like so-so. You know, you had a couple of guys run a heartburn turn, which doesn't even exist anymore. DeWalt, fix-it turn or something. I don't even know what it's called. It's like, how do you even make that rhyme? You know, the DeWalt do-over turn? Like, what, what is in the, the, the thesaurus for turn that starts with a D? I don't think there's anything. It has to be a T. So, so Charlotte, I love you guys. Please figure this out because we can't, we can't have this for 2022. Okay, we need another T sponsor. Let's find T. Uh, there's so many. There, you can literally go find someone that makes bagged tea you know like uh long island iced teas or uh what there's some like alcoholic tea um that's out there it's in a yellow can twisted tea uh twisted tea tweedledee i don't care what you call it just like there, there's a lot of tea sponsors out there find a tea sponsor for a turn please um so there's just so much to the Roval and, and the fact that it's a playoff race and the tensions are high, the skill that's involved in it. It is the perfect race for the playoffs. And it, is, it literally created the best product 
from a fan standpoint. Um, not necessarily maybe a gambler standpoint or a DFS player standpoint, but I'm a fan, you know, first and foremost of NASCAR. I love NASCAR. Love Winston. We're bringing it back. It's already back. It was back today in full force. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was there. Chase Elliott and, and Kevin Harvick had a lot to say about it. So, so this race started out, you know, really well. You had Hamlin on the pole. Um, it, it, Bob, oh, Bob Pockers, you know, he made his, his, his call early in the race. Hamlin's going to win this one. I was like, nice try, Bob. We, we all knew it was going to probably be Larson, you know. And for me, I was like, or Blaney, or Bell. It was not Chris Bell. And let me tell you something about Chris Bell. Chris Bell found a way to fuck it up early on. And it made me realize, what are you doing with your life this year? You bet on Chris Bell at Daytona, Chase. And I'm, I'm having a little, a little come-to-Jesus meeting with myself right now. You bet on him at Daytona. You bet on him at a couple other races. You live bet him at the road course, which was good because you did cash. That's it. That's, that was the only one. What makes you think? It's like, what is it? That continuously makes me think he's going to do good, and I can't figure it out. I can't figure out what it is that makes me feel like he's going to do good. I, I feel like I'm brainwashed by the bell. Brainwashed by the bell. That's a TV show. I'm the main star of it this year. And maybe there's some other main stars out there. I don't know. But I, 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 I can't, I, I'm an idiot for that. I don't know why, because he finds a way to get himself in the stupidest situation. I think he had a penalty early on, uh, dropped back to like 26 uh, at the end of stage one. Stage two rolls around, you know, I'm thinking things are going to be better. Uh-uh. He's in 24th. Homeboy's just stuck. He's stuck. All right, and then finally towards the end of the race, he finds a way to work his way up to eighth. That's cool. Whatever. Still was a shitty pick. He dropped back four spots. Not in the optimal. Doesn't matter. Okay? So that's my first bone to pick was with C-Bell. And then now we move into what everybody's talking about. Let's just talk about this. Just Chase Elliott, uh, Kevin Harvick drama. So stage one, stage two goes through. Not, not a whole lot of nothing. You know, a whole lot of nothing's going on. Just a lot of Chase Elliott finding his way to the front. Uh, he took stage one. Stage two rolls around. Kyle Busch takes it. And then Harvick and Elliott are, are, are close together again. You know, And I was, I was hype, obviously, because Blaney was just chilling right around P3, P4 in those stages. And I remember sitting in the living room, and I had to leave. I had to go get some groceries earlier. And I was like, all right, I'm going to turn the race off now because I started getting a little nervous. And I was like, and I never get nervous. And I was like, I was like, don't think about this, man. Because like, I just started thinking, like, man, Chase Elliott. Like, if Chase Elliott wins this race, like, I, I told myself I wouldn't be mad if Chase Elliott won. But I was like, but damn, I got nine units on the line. I can't lose. I got to win. I'm not trying to pay the bookie that. Nobody's trying to pay the bookie that. So I'm like, shit, I've got to find a way. So I'm like, you know what? I turn the TV off. And I go walk outside, and I sit down in my car, and I'm like, meditate, man. Just, what do you want? What do you want to see? And you guys know I'm, like, borderline crazy by this point. Like, I'm literally the guy that will sit there and think, if I visualize something long enough, I can have it. And honestly, you're the crazy one if you don't think that's true. It just takes a lot of patience. But maybe not so much making a race car driver in another part of the country win a race. 
Okay, that's that takes skill and willpower from one's own self. All right, so we're not that deranged. But uh, anything I can control, yeah, yeah, I can definitely visualize it and attack it. But uh, and the same for you. Same goes for you. But that's a, that's a story for another day. So I'm sitting there, and at the time I'm not even thinking about Larson because Larson's already going through this bullshit, you know, with the the battery, and Bowman is too. And I'm like, shit, there's my top five bet. There's my to win bet. Battery issues. This is how they're going to go out. They're going to go out from Spider-Man, uh, Jamie Foxx, electric head uh, character um, on Spider-Man, sucked all the power out of Hendrick. I made a meme about it. It's on uh, Twitter. You can find it. It's, it's kind of shitty. It's not really that funny, but you can find it. And uh, and I'm like, dude, this sucks. Well, it, they, it, Kyle Larson amazes me. Cliff Daniels amazes me. Like how they're able to do, like just overcome so much adversity on any given week. Say so calm, and just like cause they they just believe in themselves that much. Like we're gonna win. Fuck it. Like just just do what we got to do. Buy the time and roll. So just shout out to them just for being an amazing team and driver combo and on, on Hendrick Motorsports. It's incredible. So I'm already fretting, and finally I'm like, you know what, let it go, whatever. I didn't watch. I went and did some stuff, and then I got back, and then my phone starts going off, starts going off the hook, and I'm like, what is happening now? And around that time was when Elliot and, and Harvick got into it. Harvick turns Chase Elliott. Oh, shit. Winston's back. I see the clip. I pull my phone out, I look at it, I'm watching the replay. And I'm like, let's go! Like, I just got hype. I was like, yeah, let's go. Like, here we go. Like, beef is back. As Moonhead would say, beef! Can't even do it as good as that guy. But, you know, it, it's it's awesome. It's awesome as shit to see some shit like that. You just get, like, super hype. And I know me personally, I get super hype. Because, like, that's old school NASCAR to me, you know? Beating and banging, tossing, turning, punching in the face. Like, that's that that's how it was. Just guys just trying to race cars and tempers flaring. And I love that shit, man. So, seeing that come back to life was dope. Especially with the dynamic of an old veteran and a young star boy of NASCAR. You know, Bill's boy, Kevin Harvick. Bill's boy and K-Harv. You know, it's like, you know, the student becomes the teacher. You know, one of those kind of moments. So, it's, uh, and then you hear uh, Gustafson on the radio just like, yeah, you got to wreck him to make it. Because, like, there was so much playoff drama. You know, they got the little bar on the left side of the screen, and it's just, like, constantly updating, constantly going from green to red, from green to red, and it's just, like, at the same time, you're just like, shit, I need a paper bag to breathe in. It's, like, especially, like, if, if you're all, like, like, I can only imagine someone on their last leg with their bookie, knowing that, like, if another $50 hits, they're going to owe, like, a grand, okay? Those situations exist, too. And I can only imagine somebody that, like, bet 50 bucks on, like, Chase Elliott today to win the, 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 the whole thing, the championship. And they haven't placed a bet on this book in forever, and they're broke, and Chase Elliott is about to, like, like possibly lose and, and, and lose the race for one, but then be out of the playoffs as well. And then that $50 clears, and they're like, oh, you owe us all this money now. Could you imagine? Like, that's the stresses that gambling can add to your life, okay? And if you've ever been there, you know. So 
you know, that was happening. And, and so like, the, the anxiety that that can give you is just a roller coaster of its own. And then trying to watch the actual lineups. Because once you get out front, you got maybe about two laps, and then it's gone. Your separation station. You know what I mean? So it, it literally was rolling that way for a while. And then the next thing I know, I turn on the, t- the, the phone, the TV on my phone, NBC app, whatever. And Chase Elliott's way in the back. And I'm like, okay, well, that solves one thing. We know that Elliott is probably not going to win this race. So that's good. And it sucks for Chase. If he'd have been in the Hooters car, I might have cared a little more. But, uh, you know, we still like Bill's boy. He's not bad. He stood up for himself. He's got balls. Bill's boy got balls after Bristol, and I got a lot of respect for that guy. But, uh, you know, and I, and I got respect for Kevin Harvick, too. I like both of them. I, I, think that they're, uh, I think that they're great for the sport, and I think this feud is good for the sport. Um, but, you know, seeing him back there, and then the next thing that I had to start worrying about, I was like, oh, shit. Here we go. Like, now we got to worry about William Byron. And, you know, it, it sucks because I was in a tough position because, like, Dale had Byron to win. And it's like, you don't ever want to be that dickhead that's, like, rooting against the guy. But at the same time, I'm not trying to pay the bookie either. It just sucks that we were on different people. And, and I feel like Dale and I find ourselves in those situations, and Drew and I have found ourselves in those situations plenty of times. So Dale and I find ourselves in those situations too, and it's like I don't mean to root against your guy, and and we had this we had kind of like this conversation in Bristol because like Hamlin wrecked, and I remember he had Hamlin on his car, and I was like yeah, and he was like I never root against your guys, and I'm like I'm sorry it's impulse, you know like, and, and it is it's just impulse, and I feel I, I, if somebody was around me, and they knew that I had picked someone and they didn't have them. I would not be mad if someone was 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 excited about that because it's like I get it. You don't want to pay the bookie either. So, totally understand. So, anyway, you know, it was just those weird situations, but like I already was just like so done with Byron like earlier in the year. I'm like I will I cannot bet that guy. And I've talked about it openly, publicly, Darlington, uh where where else was it? It was the Darlington, Las Vegas. Like, just, I, I can't. I can't do it. So, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Dale knows by now. And, and, Dale, if you're listening to this, you know by now, if William Byron is on your betting card, do not get mad at me if I root against him. And it's nothing against Will, William Byron. It's nothing against Willie B. It's just I do not feel like he was ready. Like, I just did not feel it. I, you got a fast car. That's great. I am the weird guy. And the guy that does the unconventional shit where when you bet on stats and principle and all that shit, I don't always do that. So if I feel like someone's going to wreck their shit or something's going to fuck up, I'm not touching it. And if I'm wrong, fuck it. I was wrong. I'm wrong sometimes. Not all the time. But one person I have not been wrong about this year is Byron. And I just... I don't know. Like he he was up there. Even the announcers, Dale Jr., Jeff, and all them, they're they're sitting there just like, I think Steve Latart was like, he can win this race, and it was just silent. Everybody's like, yeah, because then Tyler Reddick's reeling him in. Where the fuck did Red Dog come from? All right, that's another thing we got to talk about. Where the fuck did Red Dog come from? That car was a fucking time machine. He was space racing out there. 
I don't care what anybody says. He that was an Indy car with the shell of a NASCAR stock car. Like Reddick was killing it. Like just huge props to Red Dog. Wheeled that son of a bitch from literally from I think what P twenty nine. Literally P twenty nine to second in an RCR racing car. Okay. It's incredible. So huge shout out to him for what he was able to accomplish today because it just spoke waves. I and mean, he could have won. He could have very well won. All it would have took was Larson to make one little slip up. And and him and Larson were into it too. Like, I mean, Reddick almost turned him. Like he was right up on his back bumper. There was so many of those moments. And it was just it was wild. Like I said, the Roval just did not disappoint. But when whenever Byron finally like lost it. And then Larson just comes out of nowhere after some restarts happen, some cautions. Chase Elliott's riding around with a with a bumper about to fall off. I literally like I'm literally thinking the whole time uh, about that one Hoobastank song, um, and, and it's I don't even remember the words of it right now. It's just been such a long day. Oh yeah, it's not a Hoobastank song. I don't know who's I can't remember who sings it, but it's like Lifehouse. I'm hanging by a moment here with you. Like, that's literally what his bumper was doing. Straight up. It was hanging by a moment. So, luckily, he was able to get that off. And he keeps riding. And he has a fastest shit race car. I mean, dude, Chase Elliott literally had a busted-ass car. Was all the way at the rear of the field. Still finished P12. He's good at fucking road courses. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like you have those times where you're like, either the odds are just not worth it. Or you're just like, you feel like, yeah, something's going to fuck up here. Something's not right. Today was not one of the days where I was like, something's going to fuck up, something's not right. Today, like, Sunday was one of the days where it was like, those odds suck, and I cannot do that. I would rather bet the entire field than him, because I'm not about to, like, quadruple my money down on one guy. And I'm so glad I didn't, and I really hope no one else did. So... Um, and if you did, lesson learned, don't ever bet on a NASCAR driver unless their odds are like plus 275 or greater. And that's really pushing it. So I'll, I'll say that much. I think plus 300 is the lowest that I've ever went. And that was on Kyle Larson in Nashville. I put three units on him at plus 300. I've never went lower than plus 300. And I don't think I ever will. But uh, that's why I love NASCAR. The odds are incredible. So, literally going through the rest of this race, Larson ends up getting up. I mean, like, stage three was just, it was batshit crazy. Kevin Harvick ends up wrecking his own shit. It was like instant karma. Elliott didn't even have to wreck him. And then he's out of the playoffs now, so it's like, whatever, haha. And he had an all-time quote that will probably be on many of NASCAR fans' Christmas stockings, ornaments, Christmas sweaters. There will be a Christmas sweater probably somewhere in America with Chase Elliott's face on it quilted that says, tell him he can have a, 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 a merry off season and a happy Christmas. And there will definitely be something out there that people will be wearing with that on it, guaranteed. Um, but stage three was just incredible. Like I said, Tyler Reddick finishing P2. Chris Busher, P3. Kyle Busch, P4. Hamlin, P5, DiBenedetto in 6th, Logano 7th, Chris Bell 8th, Blaney ninth, Bowman 10th. That was your top 10. Literally just 
what a show. What a show. What a show by so many of these guys just grinding their asses off. They're just like It's just wild to see Reddick and Busher right there in the top three. That's what's crazy to me. What's even crazier is that Kyle Larson, like we've already talked about, he continues to defy the odds. Whatever the adversity, whatever the hell is thrown at him in the garage, he doesn't care. He's like, fuck it, we'll find a way, and he does. Dude is really damn good at his job. So awesome to see that. That's why we bet on him. So we ride with Larson. Road dogging with Kyle. All right. That was the Roval. If I missed anything out of that, actually I did. I'm looking down at my notes right now. How in the fuck is Brad Keselowski still in the playoffs? All right, and this would be a good way to transition to, to close out, talk a about the playoffs. But I, I saw a tweet earlier, just like, as far as I'm concerned, we're, we're still on the, on the way to a championship. This dude literally spinning just as much as Ryan Newman on a track. The spin doctors, as I call them. He just is so out of it. Like, the road courses have just been shit for him. And he just has so many points accumulated, and you just forget about him. I know I do personally. I have completely forgotten that Brad K exists this year. Like, literally. He won, like, one race, Talladega, and I think that was it. He may have won more, and if he did, I'm sorry. But, like, I just have forgot that the man exists. And, and here he is in the playoffs. I think he finished P20 today, and then you go look at the round of eight. Now, look, by no means is he safe. He is the last man on the bubble. So he literally has to win at either Texas, Kansas, or Martinsville to make it to the Final Four. Can he win at one of those three races? Absolutely. Um, I definitely will sit here and tell you that he can win at Martinsville because I've seen it. Um, But some of these other guys can as well. So it'll be funny to see how it plays out. But I just thought that was hilarious for some reason. Like, here's just – here he is. Brad K, still there, still kicking. So let's get into the round of eight. So looking at it right now, safest guy on the board, obviously, Kyle Larson, 4,065 points. Denny Hamlin right behind him at 4,030. Martin Truex Jr., 4,029. Um, sorry, but uh, Cole, the Pern star, didn't do a whole lot for Martin today. It was just kind of a rough day for him. He's still hanging on, though. 4,029 points, so it doesn't really matter. He's there. He's got some wins this year. And then you got Blaney right there in fourth with 4,024 points. And then on the bubble is Kyle Busch, 4,023. Chase Elliott, 4,022. Joey Logano, 4,013. Brad Keselowski, 4,008. Now, I'm not going to sit here and dig into every race that we have coming up and tell you what I think is going to happen because we have weeks of podcasting and DFS preview shows to do for that reason. So we'll talk about Texas, you know, on the next show. We'll talk, you'll, you'll hear about Texas on Friday. You'll have a YouTube video for it, and you'll have a podcast. You just have a podcast for this one. But let me go ahead and just let you guys know who I think we, we're going to see in the Final Four at this point. Kyle Larson will be in the Final Four. Okay. Denny Hamlin will be in the Final Four. Chase Elliott will be in the Final Four. And you ready? You ready for this one? Are we ready? Are we really ready? You guys sure you were ready? Ryan Blaney. 
Those are my four guys adjusted now that I think are going to make it. So that means I think that Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Joe Logano, and Brad Kay are going to see their way out after Martinsville. Could I be right? Hell yeah. Could I be wrong? Hell yeah. There's a couple of races I'm looking at right now that I know for a fact that Joey could win. I know that Brad could win one. I also know that Kyle could easily win one. I know Martin could definitely win one because literally it's in his name. Martinsville. Literally, like, stop progressing on every other type of track in NASCAR to focus on short track. So I could be completely wrong. We could see Truex in this thing. And is that is that a, is that my, are my picks I'm giving you? Is it a bias? Is there a little bias in there? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a little bias in there. You know, I'm not ready to say what I really think yet. That's who I'd love to see, though. I'd love to see Larson, Hamlin, Blaney, and Elliott. Just two uh, – I don't really know if I can say veterans. I mean, they're all kind of veterans. They've been in the sport for a while now. Denny being the oldest. You, you want to feel like Kyle's that way, but Kyle's my age. Am I old? Probably to a lot of people. 29, going on 30. Definitely probably old to some people. But – uh. You know, when I'm looking at the when I'm looking at Larson and, and Hamlin, to me, like those two guys are kind of like right there with each other, and then Blaney and, and Elliot are right there with each other. That would just be an ultimate Duke fest. I think it would be amazing to watch that play out at Phoenix. Will it happen? I don't know. Would I like to see it? Hell yeah. I want to know what you want to see. Don't tell me what you think's gonna happen. Tell me what you want to see happen. Because we'll worry about the serious stuff on the DFS show. We'll worry about the serious stuff in the Discord on our bets. We'll worry about the serious talk if you guys come to me and you're like, I'm trying to place a championship bet. Who do I need to put it on? That's where I'm going to give you a logic and the gut. Right now, this is no gut, no logic. This is just what I would love to see. So, yeah, that's what I would love to see. But uh, that that's where we're at right now in NASCAR. It was an amazing day. I hope you guys had an incredible race day. An incredible weekend, and I hope you have a fucking incredible week as we lead up to Texas. I just feel really good today, guys, and uh, I feel very just full of life. And so getting to talk to you guys is always a privilege. It's something that I love and something I enjoy. I would not want to do anything else with my life than what I'm doing here now, and I appreciate all of you listening to this for giving me that opportunity. You're the fucking best. I love you, Garage fam. I'm probably about to edit this and go to bed. And you're about to go start your day. Okay, so wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you're fucking awesome. You're the shit, and I love you. Garage fam on top. Garage guys forever. Sports, profit, Roval, repeat. It's the garage guys. 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 It's the garage guys.
It's, it's, it's the Garage Guys. It's, it's, it's the Garage Guys.